1: Welcome to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, co-hosted by me, Zivi Owens, and Tracy Cox, who is the author of 17 books and an international sex expert. We are the duo behind the TikTok viral sensation account called With Zivi and Tracy, and you should definitely listen to this podcast in which I ask Tracy three anonymously sourced questions each episode, which you can also enter at www.sextalkwithzivi.com. And Tracy.com, and it's sex talk, S E X T O K, to reflect our TikTok viral success. I hope you enjoy. Enter your questions on our website, listen up, send it to friends, and please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy. Hi, Tracy. We are both wearing glasses today. I am wearing my new. Katie Couric going there glasses from my swag bag for her new book. What do you think? (laughs)
2: I think they look fantastic. I think they look fantastic, and we were talking before we started recording about glasses, and and they're so it's so horrible when you first start wearing glasses because you go and do after this broadcast what I did, and that's go outside with your glasses on and have a look at your hands because when I first did that, I was like, oh my god, is this what I look like? And everybody's just been because if you look at yourself, because I only ever wear glasses for reading, so if you look at yourself. And I'm starting to wear them not just when I'm reading, and when I'm out and about. And I look at my body, or I look at my husband. He goes, "Stop looking at me with those glasses," on. <laughs> because everything is so magnified. And it's like, but the whole thing is, is this what we really look like, or is this magnified? Because no, we've got it's magnified. On? But it's okay, it's convenient. So. It's
1: like I'm holding a magnifying glass up to a book, so like I don't even have to hold it as close. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like I can hold it all the way back here, and like I'm totally fine. Anyway, it's a
2: new world.
1: Anyway. A new world yeah I'll just copy them, them on. They look very nice, though. Oh, no, thanks. Yes. Anyway, here we go. We have three great questions for today, and good moral
2: one to begin with.
1: What's that? A good moral one. Yes. Yeah. A lot of debate here. Okay. Question number one. I am really hoping you can advise me on this because I honestly don't know what else to do. A very good friend of mine is about to get married. They seem very happy, but I recently saw her fiance having dinner with another woman. They were having a very intense conversation, and at one point he held her hand across the table. I was in the same restaurant, but hidden from his view. I don't know whether to mention this to my friend or not. It might have just been a close female friend, but my gut instinct is that it was more than that. Do I tell her what I saw or keep quiet?
2: Mm. What do you think? Shall I go first or do you want to go first? You go first. You go first. Okay. I think that it could be a number of scenarios, likely scenarios. I think the first one, and probably the most likely, is that it was just a very close friend of his who maybe was going through some sort of trauma or was telling him something intensely interesting that maybe she didn't fare so well in, and he leant across and held her hand to give her a bit of support. That's, to me, the most likely. And platonic love can look a lot like romantic love. I mean, they might have been best friends forever. I don't know how well she knows the fiancé, but you just don't know that, right? The second one, maybe not so innocent, but very common pre-wedding, is that maybe he needed to go back to go forward. Maybe this woman was his unfinished business. Ooh. And this is very, very common. Just before a wedding, people, you know, logically think about, am I choosing the right person? So they think about all their past relationships. And, you know, maybe there's one ex that, you know, got away and you always still had a thing for them. And you wonder if there's any hope. And you'd be amazed the amount of people, particularly women, who make contact with somebody like that, they either have a phone call or they meet up. Some people actually sleep with the person just to absolutely convince themselves they're doing the right thing. Now, sometimes they decide they're not doing the right thing marrying their partner, which is probably a good thing, even though it's a horrible thing to have your wedding called off such short notice. But, you know, that is a good thing to find out. But most of the time in this scenario... After about 20 minutes with the person, the ex, you'd idealise like mad. You realise, actually, what am I thinking? <laughs> you know, this person I'm about to marry is way better and you've got your closure. So it might have been a little bit of that going on. Or maybe the opposite scenario in that he was meeting up with an ex or anything for him. Maybe they'd had a long-term relationship and he was about to get married and wanted to tell her firsthand and the dinner was a bit of an old-time sake thing. Could be any of those three scenarios. Or he could have a twin that she didn't know that. Who's just out and about?
1: <laughs> Christ, <laughs> Some sort of really? ganger Who's like, yeah, you, know, you don't
2: know. It could be his sister. Could be his sister. In movies, it's always the sister. It could right? easily be his sister. But even if it's the unfinished business thing, right? I don't. What is she going to gain by telling the friend? Because say it was an ex of his that he had a bit of a thing for, and he just wanted to get a bit of closure. He's now done that. He's had the closure. The most, that all that happened, the you know, the worst that happened was hand-holding. What is the point of telling the friend? Because, you know, if he's already got the closure and lo- it does happen to lots of people, why would you tell the friend? I don't know. And I think, think I it- actually would tell the friend. Is would that- you? Yeah, I think so. But if it was an affair, right? If it was an affair there would be much more than hand-holding. You know, they'd be legs touching. The kiss would be on the lips. You know, their faces would be close to each other. And, and if, you know, if I was in her position and I saw my friend's partner kiss someone else, I would go marching up there and go, hi, just thought I'd let you know that I'm here, being the friend of the person you're about to marry. I would absolutely march up and say that. Yeah. But I just think that with this scenario, because I was thinking maybe she should, next time she sees the friend, just say, oh, I saw your husband, your fiancé in the same restaurant as me yeah. and, you know, that, and just casually mention it. But then I thought, say it was that scenario, that it was a friend that he hasn't connected with and he, it's just somebody, maybe, you know, a work colleague or I don't know, somebody with a problem, he, maybe his wife's really jealous. or And also, what's her take on this guy? Does he seem like the sort of guy who would be doing something really bad? Because if he's not, then... Well, I suppose if he's not, then she's more likely to mention it, isn't she? And just say, I saw your partner. So you would say something.
1: I would say something. To me, this didn't sound like just holding hands. I I, I don't know. You can have an intense conversation. This didn't strike me as like, you know, if he had touched her face or like, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. It didn't sound like they were having an affair to me from what she described. That said, like, I, I think I would, I think what I probably would have done is like, you know, spied on them the whole meal. I think she probably did. Yeah. And then at the end, though, on my way out, I would have just like walked by the table, maybe like put my hand on his yeah. shoulder and been like, hey, it's so good to see you. Like I'm Zimmy, whatever, you know, and just see if he got yeah. embarrassed or not. Right. Like, yes. But since she didn't do that, yeah, I would say, oh, I was at blah, blah, blah restaurant and your, you know, Joe and his, some girlfriend of his were there. And if she's like, oh yeah, he had lunch with blah, 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 then great. And if she said, what
2: (laughs) yeah but i don't know i don't know do you know what it is it's because i mean i have many male friends and i will often lean across and grab their hand but then i'm quite tactile so also is he a tactile sort of person because if he is quite a tactile person the fiance then i would read absolutely nothing into it because she might might not even know she might not know that much about the guy true that's true that's true i i still wouldn't i still wouldn't say something all right i still wouldn't and I know, and I did really struggle with this as I was thinking about it because I thought, but if there's nothing in it, why wouldn't you say something? And then I thought, well, maybe if there's something in it, though, I just don't think it's an affair because of the way they acted. It so doesn't say, It doesn't sound like it. No, so if there's something in it, I think he deserves a bit of privacy to see female friends and who knows, you know, I just don't know. Maybe she, like I said, maybe she was an ex and he wanted to tell and he didn't want to tell his wife that. And I just think it's going to cause more trouble than it's worth. That's my Take All on it. Right.
1: We can agree to disagree on this.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: If you see anybody of mine out at a restaurant, please tell me.
2: (laughs) Don't tell me. I don't want to know. This is a blanket announcement. Do you want to know? If
1: anybody sees Kyle holding hands with somebody, you can look on Instagram to see who his sister is. If it is not her, let me know. (laughs) Okay, here's question number two. The chemistry I had with an ex is unbeatable. I had so many relationships after, but it's not the same. How do I have
2: this feeling again with someone else? Right. My first question to this woman is Is she idealizing the sex? Because we either idealize or catastrophize our past relationships if they turn out to be somebody that we now hate you know all the good gets you know wiped out and we only remember the bad if we still have a bit of hold a bit of a flame for them the good gets inflated so my question to her is was the sex really as good as you remember or have you sprinkled a little bit of sex fairy dust on top of it because usually (laughs) that is the scenario. Wonder what fa- I wonder what sex fairy dust would look like. <laughs> Tracy, maybe you should market Ooh, that. I don't know. Like- I think, think what is Paltrow probably sells it on yeah. Goop, doesn't she? She sells <laughs> stuff like that. But even if even if the sex was amazing, right? Even if the sex was absolutely amazing, the rest of the relationship wasn't or you would be with this person still. So you have to remind yourself of why you split up. And the other thing is, is that sex accounts for a quarter of the enjoyment of a relationship and no one ticks all the boxes so maybe you know the person you end up with might have the hot sex but might have the other boxes well and truly ticked that this guy probably didn't I find it interesting that she says that the sex has only ever been so-so ever since which makes me wonder she doesn't if she say that. doesn't, doesn't
1: she? She? it says yeah, the chemistry I had with an ex is unbeatable I had so many relationships, but it's not the same. Oh, so you think that means... Yeah, yeah. So
2: I think that must mean... I read that to mean that the sex wasn't the same in the relationship. Yeah, it's not as good. Yeah, which makes me think, like, if that is the scenario and she's talking about the sex... Is she, I don't know what happened with this ex, and that would have been the key element, really, because is she maybe choosing people that she's not that attracted to if sexy ex broke her heart? So that could be why the sex isn't working out since, because if if he was super sexy and she had great sex and he broke her heart... Maybe she's deliberately choosing, like, safer matches that aren't so hot that, you know, they're not going to run off with somebody else. Or So the key is what happened with the ex. Why does she break up with him? Because it could be that she's deliberately choosing people or subconsciously choosing people that she's not actually even attracted to. So of course the sex isn't going to be that good. But panic not because you can break the spell with this. The first thing is that you really have to think about what was the magic ingredient. Now, sometimes it is chemistry and you've either got it or you don't and, you know, that's that, right? But a lot of times... The spark, the sexual spark that you're feeling is can be recreated with somebody else because it's got to do with things like, you know, hot sex that we have with exes, often it's with people that we know, we kind of know we're not going to stay with. So we know that the sex isn't always going to be available to us. So we're more mindful, we're more in the room, we're more likely to be more adventurous if we're not sort of auditioning to be their future partner. So we do naughtier things, we suggest naughtier things, we agree to naughtier things, which of course makes the sex better. So was it that the chemistry was the big thing or was it that you were a different person in bed with this person that you can then take on to your next relationship? The other thing is, is that, you know, sometimes with sex, you you strike it lucky and you end up with somebody that you have great chemistry with and, you know, that's fantastic. Most of the time, however, you don't, and you end up having to teach your partner to be the best lover that you want by giving them subtle, you know, sensitive feedback so could be that you know not all lovers are going to be instantaneously great sometimes they are but it's very rare so in reality you have to teach your lover how you're going to be to be a good lover to be the best lover as good as your ex was the other thing I would say is don't rush to settle down now in relationships the minute we get serious about them we get very boring sexually because the, the attention stops going from each other to each other. It goes into other things like mortgages and kids and in-laws and stuff like that. And that beginning bit, everybody knows that's the best bit in sex because you're focusing so much on each other. It's so lovely, that honeymoon newness. And and if you keep the relationship in that casual fun mode, rather than fast-forward into, oh, must look at commitment, must feel this, you know, if you just stay in that very light-hearted casual mode, that's when you can give the sex a chance to really go to its full erotic potential. And I find that people who rush relationships and fast-forward them into serious often don't have great sex because they ha- they sort of don't give it time to breathe before suddenly you're in the commitment serious bit, which does pour a bucket of cold water over the bed, I have to say. So that would be my thing. And if, you know, you're thinking to yourself listening to this, you know, come on, she just he was the hottest thing I've ever seen and he was just so, just a perfect lover. Well, then maybe you need to up the physical attractiveness bit on your partner list you know, maybe physical attractiveness is super important to you. And there's nothing to be ashamed of with that. But if it is, then maybe go for that as your number one thing. And then you have to just teach them to be as great a lover. And just realize that if you are going to tick that as your number one and most important thing, that other things might be lacking. Because you never get 10 out of 10. It's all a bit of a a lottery, really, isn't it? It's true.
1: There's no perfect person. No. Um, I do think, though, that some people just have, I mean, as you well know, I mean, some People for whatever reason just have more chemistry in combination than other people. Oh, of course. But I do think your point of maybe there's something about the situation that enhances, sort of ups the maybe you just have to start worrying they're gonna leave you all the time and
2: <laughs> But she hasn't even said that. Well, I've said that. I think that she's I know, worried. we're
1: projecting all sorts
2: of things. I mean she might have dumped him for all we know. Actually I'd really like to know that. What happened to the relationship? Because why don't you just back if he was so amazing?
1: It doesn't even say it's a woman. It could be it could be a man saying this yeah about. so anyway true not that it matters
2: but all yeah, right well it could be two women saying it anyway same point supply yeah same point supply yeah two women yeah who knows hey dave yeah randy since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft any new ideas maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy wait what i got it Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
0: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too.
1: Okay, question number three, and then we have our sex tip of the week. Out of the blue, my boyfriend of 18 months announced that he wanted to have a piercing in the skin at the base of his penis. I did not even know this was a thing, but I'm gonna keep reading. He also suggested I might have a matching piercing myself. Once I'd gotten over the surprise, I did a bit of research. While I was a bit intrigued, these piercings can be kind of hot, there are downsides. Healing can be tricky, and you can't have intercourse for several weeks afterwards. So I said a gentle no. He then went quiet on me for a few days before saying it was his body and he still wanted to get his piercing, but he fully accepted I wouldn't do the same. He added, he wouldn't do it if I was really, really against it. This has left me in a dilemma. Apart from being taken aback by his request, I'd had no idea he had this type of kink. I don't want such a long pause and having intercourse. I love it. It's all put a bit of a rift between us. Should I just tell him to get it done? (sighs) What would you do? I mean... I think I would probably walk out at the beginning of this conversation. <laughs> would you? Why? No, I mean, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I just, Isn't that funny? This, but this is not me. This is, I, this is a, you know, these debates. I know, are, I know. I don't know. I mean, I think it depends on who the girl is and or, who the, you know, who the people are and how, I don't know. I mean, I think, think I, you- I think I would probably tell him just not to do it. Probably, if he didn't mind so much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because the thing if it's is,
1: all the same to you, could you not get a piercing there? Thank you very much. That's probably what I would say.
2: Yeah. What would you I, say? I got, I got the impression from the way the question was worded that she is quite adventurous and out there about sex. And the thing is, also, there. I couldn't find a piercing that is just the base of the skin, right? That It doesn't exist. So I'm wondering whether... I mean, it does sound like the mildest sort of piercing that you could get because if you pull the skin and pierce through it, like with your ear, it probably wouldn't hurt at all. But the one that's the most popular is called a Prince Albert and that's when they pierce through. Why it's called a Prince Albert, I don't know. We need to look that up. You pierce through the urethra, which sounds so painful to Ugh. me, and out the underside of the penis so it sort of sits behind the head. So it kind of looks like a penis with a little bit of jewellery hanging off the end. <laughs> I know.
1: But, Zippy, they are so popular. Okay, I'm, I'm not judging. I'm not judging if anyone listening has this more power to you. I just, I am so out of the loop. I did not even know this was a thing, so I'm just getting over my <laughs> it surprise. It is a thing.
2: And okay. there, are, there are far more extreme piercings, which to me would represent a kink. But my point with this is if he is just getting the base of the skin pierced or he's getting a Prince Harper, which are the two most popular ones, they don't really count as a kink to me. I don't see them as a kink. I I see them as something that very adventurous, slightly rebellious people do and people who want to mix it up a bit do. I don't see this as, you know, a more extreme piercing. Yes, you can get extremely extreme piercings of the penis. So that, yeah. So if it is extreme, you're going to have to, you know, rethink the advice that I'm giving you. But I don't see that as some sort of gateway to him wanting to explore some, you know, Big B, DSM thing, right? But if you are right about it, all you need to say is say to him, look, you know, is this just a piercing or is this the beginning of something else that you want to take further? So I think that could be very easily sorted out. And I I tend to think that it is his body and he should be able to do what he wants with it. However, there are things that could affect you. Number one, because the the skin and the penis is dense with nerves and del- very delicate tissue, infection, you know, isn't unlikely. So he might get infections. So that could mean you're, you've are gone even longer without sex. The risk of infection, you know, is there. Like I said, it could irritate you. I mean, to me, the thought of a piece of jewellery, no. I don't I wouldn't want it anywhere near me. It does not make me feel great about it at all. But there are plenty of people who would tell you that's extremely... You know, it, it does add a bit of an an extra element and it's exciting. And so loads of people love sex with piercings. A lot of people don't like sex with piercings because it can irritate. There is a higher risk of contracting bloodborne STIs, by the way, that seems pretty researched and, and it does seem like it's there is some evidence to support that. And of course it would break a condom. So I don't, or can be more likely to break a condom. So I don't know what you're using for contraception. So there are reasons that, do affect you. So it's, it is his body, but it will have an effect on you. And as Zippy's reaction was, you know, it's not going to do much for her, it wouldn't do much for me. But what I don't think is a good reason to say no is not think, is saying that you don't want to, you know, you have to go without intercourse for a while. Because, I mean, hats off to you for loving it so much. And he must get such a kick knowing that you love having sex with him so much. But if you're that obsessed with intercourse that you can't go without it for three weeks, you need to take a break and explore other things. You could do things like, you know, Tie each other up. You know, he could watch you masturbate. You could watch porn together. You could come up with some new role play scenarios to try. You could tell each other your fantasies. You could read some erotica. There's so many other things that you can do other than make intercourse the star of the show every single time. So, if anything, the break might do you some good rather than harm. And just one final thought if it was you who wanted the piercing and he was the one saying no, how would you feel about that? Mm, Good question. Because it is quite a personal thing. And like I said, if it's an extreme piercing, which it didn't sound like with just the piercing of the base of the skin, then that is a completely different matter. And I completely get where all the concerns are from. But I don't know. I mean, also, he's already said he's not going to do it if you really don't want to. So his commitment to you is there. Maybe she should say, look, let's, you know... Let's really, if you are going to do it, show me exactly what it will look like. Let's look, make sure we go to the best possible place so that nothing goes wrong. And if I really don't like it, would you take it out? I don't know how much they cost. It probably cost a fortune. But that's another option as well. Okay. (laughs) Note to to Kyle, don't ever suggest a piercing. (laughs) It's not going to go down well. Or to my husband, Miles. Oh my gosh. Okay. Sex tip of the week. Okay. Sex tip of the week is forget about what you look like when you were in bed. Because I was reminded of a friend of mine when I was younger, and she was, she's so beautiful, but she was also very groomed. You know, one of these gorgeous girls that never had anything out of place. And I used to be so envious of her because I was always a scruff bag. And, um, And she then said to me that she, once I started doing what I was doing, that she'd never had an orgasm because... When she was in bed, she felt this need to always look perfect. So she was always very conscious of how her body looked and whether her makeup was still okay and all that sort of stuff. And that is so why she's never going to have an orgasm. Well, wouldn't at that point. was because the best sex positions are always the ones where your body doesn't look any good. You know, no kiss worth its salt is ever going to leave your lipstick intact. So we need to really, really hang up the what we're looking at, what we're looking like before we get into bed. Because, you, you know, lust is messy and lust is is so appealing because it's messy. So I think the you know the person who gets into bed and couldn't care less what they look like in it is by far gonna be not only a better lover but have a much better time. So that's my tip. Love it. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Good Excellent. Thanks, Tracy. These are some fun debates per usual. (laughs) I noticed the glasses are on your head. They're not on her face. So you probably don't need them quite yet. No, but it is helpful to be like basically wearing two magnifying glasses on my face. (laughs) That's basically what it feels like. It is. That's exactly what you have on your face. Yeah, it is exactly what I have. Glasses
1: are weird. I'll take them to my kid's science class and I can, you know, analyze all sorts of, you know, (laughs) specimens or something. Anyway. All right have a great All right. week. Yep. You too. Next
2: okay. week.
1: Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to sex talk with Sibby and Tracy. If you want more from Tracy, she has a column on moms don't have time to write on medium. So check that out too. Thanks again.